Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Korkun oku trap sonsun. Trap sonsun trap donsun. Tuni sonsun hukcum durpodlan. Tadas totan durpodan borutan. Hey everybody, welcome to our brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. It's me and the Greg Wilson. Hey, buddy. In the house. Uh, we got a great show today. We got Ben Askren uh, on the show. Fun. Uh, as well as Craig Diamond, the founder of Diamond Cups. Um, yes. Uh, as, as <laughs> no, no, he's a good guy. I did the interview. We actually pre-recorded it. The okay, guy, good. The guy's got a very interesting story. Uh, as well as Jared, the monkey god, Brooks, uh, who is awesome. He, he's, he's been killing it. And an undefeated fighter named Jordan Johnson, a guy that you should know about. Uh, this dude is 10-0. Is whooping people. Um, nice. I want to thank Speedweed. Listen, people, marijuana is legal in California, and there's no reason you have to leave the house to get it, okay? You order Chinese food, you order pizza, you order everything. Some people order escorts, okay? Order marijuana, all right? Some people, I don't know. Uh, 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 gas is, is way expensive, and uh, it's just a pain in the ass. And you go to a dispensary now, it's like Walmart, okay? It's fucking packed. It's just annoying. It's, uh, yeah. they, they've managed to make dispensaries annoying, all right? But this way, they come, they overnight it to you, they, they they get it to you. They have everything. They have THC. They have CBD. They have uh, marijuana sex lube. Uh, they have marijuana <laughs> beef jerky. They have marijuana gum. Uh, they have yeah, marijuana man, mints. It's, uh, you it's a whole new world. You think of it. They got it, and they will deliver it to you. I uh, just mentioned roasted. You get $10 off. Orders $100 or more. Also, Santa Cruz Medicinals. They make potent lab-tested CBD formulas. I use this stuff, and they're olive oil. It can make any recipe CBD-infused. Any recipe, okay? It helps with pain. Uh, you could add their, they got their coconut oil. You could put it to your coffee, your shakes. You could use it topically to reduce inflammation, okay? You just mentioned MMA Roasted. You get $5 off your order, okay? They, they, this is really, really good stuff. Trust me on this one, people. I, I, I do not, I'm not telling you lies, okay? They're, they're good people, and they have great stuff and uh santa i'm telling you they are the truth okay they're the truth santa cruz medicinals just go to scmedicinals.com that's scmedicinals.com and also they have a cbd infused pain cream okay they had so many people reach out to them saying they were using their coconut oil topically for pain and now they have a cd a cbd infused pain cream you can get it okay it's only 14.99 off their, uh, their website, scmedicinals.com, and they got a new vaporizer pen, okay? Brand new vape pen. They worked hard to research it. Many suppliers tried selling us on inferior cheap products, and they didn't take it, okay? They got a 200-milligram CBD vape cartridge. It comes ready to use. Check it out, okay? Uh, it's, it's, they got strawberry lemonade. They got subtle flavor, smooth, no CBD smell. You could use it anywhere. So check it out at scmedicinals.com. So, uh, Greg? Yes. 
How's it going, brother? It's good, man. Things have been good. Uh, the commercial's out and airing all the time now. And yes. That was very exciting. Saw myself many times during Sunday football. Uh, Sunday night, went to the, um, you know, had shows, the ha-ha. The fights, obviously, on Saturday. The uh, And then we had a show at the ha-ha. That was incredible. And uh, just, you know, had, and then sat, Sunday night, we went to, and this thing, the Cowboys were playing Houston, and, and I had to go on, like, basically airplane mode because yeah. I wasn't able to watch it, and I didn't want any spoilers. And uh, and so we went to the forum to see Journey with Def Leppard. How was that? That was fantastic. Really? Oh, my, well, I grew up with that. Even with the you Filipino know? guys? Uh, uh, dude, they're the best with the Filipino guy because it sounds just like you're hearing it with uh, Steve Perry. Right. So, I mean, it was they were great. And, I mean, Def Leppard, I mean, they're cheesy, they're silly, whatever. They some good songs. Yeah, no, but, I mean, I know the music because my brother Mark was into yeah. metal when I was a kid. So whatever Mark listened to, that's what I had to listen to. So, I mean, even though, like, I'm not a huge, like, oh, my God, Def Leppard, I knew all the songs and still had a blast, you know. And so that was a great time. But of course, we go down. My buddy, who used to be a comic, this guy, John Morgan, he's now the director of production at the Forum. So he got us into the Forum Club, wow. which has like all this free food and the separate bar. It was totally awesome. But of course, the game was on in the bar. But I don't want to watch the game because I don't know what happened at that point. I missed like an hour in between there while you're driving and parking. So I didn't want to watch it. So I'm like trying to shield my eyes oh, yeah. while we're in this area to try and save the game. It's the worst. Plus, now it's like you can't do anything, you can't go on Instagram. Exactly. Okay, I had to stay off Facebook, of everything. Twitter. You go on ways like make it right, just like the right hand that Khabib landed. I mean, they right. just, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. By the way, let's talk about that. Let's, let's get, get, let's into, get it. Right into it. First wow. All, I was wrong. Okay. I, I I'll admit it. I thought Connor was gonna knock him out. I thought Khabib kept his, his chin straight up, and I'm like, this is tailor made for Conor McGregor. I had no, I had an idea, but man. Khabib looked amazing. Let's talk about that for a second. Well, first, he, of all, yeah, yeah. first of all, Khabib beat a guy, okay, who I, people are now all sleeping on Connor and saying, oh, overrated, or he was a hype, and this and that. No, he was not a hype. He beat Nate Diaz the second time. He beat Poirier. He beat Aldo in nine seconds. Knocked out Poirier in one round. Beat Holloway. Three rounds to nothing, okay? Beat Eddie Alvarez. Destroyed Eddie Alvarez. Beat Mendez, all right? I mean, this is not just some... Joe Schmo, they built up. No, okay? but I, I feel like when they say that, they're talking more about the distractions and all the other things yes, that he's done. This, this was the worst Conor McGregor that I've ever seen. But also... But he was talking like he was the best. Yeah, but also, you got to think... Look, the game catches up to you. Yeah. You can't... Khabib is every day working his ass off. Yeah. Okay? His wrestling, you're not going to catch up to his wrestling. He, he, he's ready for you. You can't all of a sudden, you know, go on these, like, week-long let's say Coke binges and fly in a private jet, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Uh, like private, private jets and smashing out buses and all this other stuff. And, and then also Bisbing said, I don't think he's actually has the right wrestlers in his camp. Bisbing was right. He was, a hundred right, and I just can't believe that Khabib walked through McGregor's punches. He—that was the thing. You just said it, man. Yeah. Because it wasn't like McGregor didn't hit him. Yeah, he walked through it, and when that happened, I was like, "Oh shit!" I couldn't. That was the, oh, that was the most shocking thing because the whole time I'm watching it, right? And I was in Iowa. I was headlining the Funny Bone. I was right. doing great. I have. A, I get back to my hotel. And I'm like, all right, I'll watch the replay. And all of a sudden, the fight starts, and they're airing it in the hotel. Like, yeah. somebody streamed it. I'm like, this is not even legal, but I'm not complaining, right? And I'm watching it. I'm like, this is the best. And I'm rooting for I'm rooting for uh, Khabib. I want yeah. Khabib to win. I just didn't think he was going to. I thought that eventually McGregor was going to catch him. And in that third round, mm -hmm. when Khabib is like, punch me as hard as you can, yeah. I'm like, uh, why is he doing this? This is the end. 
and he fucking walked through it. Dude, I knew it. I was like, dude, he he had that extra, the extra anger like that made him the, the invincibility. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was unreal. He, I mean, you could tell he was like, you cannot I mean, hurt me. Like, he got rocked more against Michael Johnson than he did against this guy. Absolutely. No, I, the, he was running on pure anger, I, hatred, deep, but that, still that you that don't does, get out of him normally. He's a, normally a, emotionless. But that doesn't make you a better, have you a better chin. You can be as angry as you want. I, I thought McGregor was... I think in this case I, it did. I'm not sure if it's a case of some people tweeted out, some fighters were like, I guess McGregor was off the juice. That's what somebody said. Uh, off the steroids. I don't know. That's what, that's Say what one, whatever. There's words. That's what one fighter said. Okay. Another another thing was like maybe maybe one is boxing training. Okay. All that boxing because in boxing you don't throw crazy overhands like you do in MMA. Maybe he doesn't have the power that he once had, or maybe Khabib's chin is that good. I was going to say, or Khabib is the uh, Michael Myers of the MMA, and he just walks through everything that should kill a normal man. It it was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, And it was awesome. I was so fucking happy. Now, let's talk about uh, the end of the fight, okay? First of all, McGregor was cheating the whole fight, okay? Mm. He was grabbing... Oh, he had his his fingers and feet in the cage, and they were letting him do it. I'm like, tell him to get his fucking feet out of the cage. And and he was grabbing the short. Yes. And then he was grabbing the gloves. Uh-oh. At one point, Khabib looked at the rest and he's grabbing my gloves. Yeah. It was almost like the bad guy in wrestling. Remember like when 80s wrestling and one guy kept doing these fucking, like the ref, he'd go, look over there. The ref would look for some reason. And he'd hit right, him right. It was like, but McGregor knew right from the, right from the start, like, I'm fucked. You, yeah, you yeah. Tell him no, the absolutely. Round, he was like, I've bitten off more than I can chew. Yeah. All right. Now, as far as the ending, here's my thoughts on this. I got a couple thoughts. First of all, Khabib jumps out of the cage, right? Gets in Dylan Dennis' head. Dylan Dennis called him a rat, a filthy rat. That's what I heard. He called him a filthy rat. Uh, And, you know, said all this stuff. That doesn't get him suspended. Maybe gets him suspended for a couple months. That's not the big problem. The problem was his teammates jumping into the cage. Totally. His okay. teammates jumped in the cage and attacked Connor from behind. We're not, now, we're, like, we're not having this conversation of who's going to get suspended if all he does is jump out of the cage. Right. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Taboo. Not cool. But Connor jumped out of the cage against Aldo. Uh, I mean, when he beat somebody, we knocked out the guy who he beat before Aldo. He jumped out of the cage and got into Aldo's But face. he didn't. Like attack him and start swinging. It may have felt that, but he was more just like got in his face. Whereas this guy just okay. went. I just just fucking attacked. Okay, him. fine, maybe. All right, but also people are saying Connor, which did, was awesome. Connor did punch one of Khabib's corner men on top of the cage. If you look, they have because I've watched it ninety five different times. Everyone has different angles. Yeah, he, Connor did throw the first punch. Granted, he was Khabib started it, so it's almost like. Uh, it's almost in, in like a, a car wreck where the last car hit, the first car that hits the guy, all the cars that pile up, right. it's, it's the first car that caused the wreck. Like, but the bumper to bumper thing. You know how right, like, right, yeah, right, right, right. So that's sort of like, you can't, I don't know if you can blame Connor. They are saying they're going to find Connor for punching the other guy, but Khabib did start it. Khabib should be fine. Now, what should he be, fi- first of all, there's two guys that came into the cage that hit him from behind. Totally. Done. For, Done and, forever. Banned like forever. One of them's like a top 15 guy, I, I think. Was, I know, but that he knew what he was gambling the second he did that. They were like, fuck it all. It's about tonight. We're fucking going out. And it's like, they should have done it. it on, and he posted it on Instagram. Like, I, I said I was going to smack McGregor. I, I, I did. You know, like, great. Great. At, at what cost, bro? At, yeah. at, right. So that guy, both of those guys should be done. All yeah. right. Done. Never fighting in the UFC. Uh, other organizations, maybe. Fine. Khabib, I think, should get a four-month suspension, five-month suspension, because what McGregor did was worse, okay? Attacking a bus, 
full of innocent people, I would say is worse. He attacked one guy, Dylan Dennis. McGregor took a fucking dolly well, and hurled it. I'll tell you why a- this is worse. Because this was a, a, this started a chain of events with thousands of people involved. You know, this 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 lit basically it wasn't thousands of people. This, it, was, it was like ten people. But it was spilled out onto the streets of Vegas. Yeah, well, you can't blame that. You know, yes, you can. No, you can't. Absolutely, no, you can. Yo, no, yes, you, you can. Not. This lit a, a. It was already a tinderbox. It was already and he no not not as many. Not, as, not, oh, at so no, not at all. No, not at all. I think that no. lit a tinderbox and that whole thing went up in flames. And it, I mean, right there in the arena, it okay, started so, a fucking brawl of epic proportions. Okay, so the I think it definitely is far more dangerous to do it with thousands of people all amped up, going crazy, than, than the, you know, an isolated That's incident bullshit. with so, a bus. Okay, so the, let's say the fucking Raiders lose, okay, and the people are rioting in Oakland. You're going to blame the Raiders for that? If the Raiders jump into the stands and start the fucking riot, yes. No. no. Yes. No. They can't if Marshawn Lynch yeah. walks off the field, runs into the stands, and no, grabs no. a fucking keg and starts beating somebody with it, then yes, I'm blaming no, the not, fucking not, Raiders, no. and that's what happened. No, people have people are fucking adult, are adults. Okay, you're fighting in the stands 20 minutes later. That's on you. That's nothing to do with the people. That, yes, that, it that, does. No, it's it does. all about that. No, the, all, tinder, the tinder se- box was set on fire. No, he lit the fuse. Second of all, he lit bra- the fuse to the dynamite. in every sport, okay? Baseball, there's fucking, how many people charge the match? Yes, this okay? happens. Basketball, yes. boxing, a fucking... Uh, but and that is between two competitors in it. This was a guy that jumped out of the ring and attacked the audience, and then attacked, the audience attacked, jumped in the ring attacked and attacked the, fighter. the fucking he fighter. The fighter. So, uh, in the capacity of an audience member. Look, so you got more fights, okay? <laughs> Look, you, I'm, if I'm paying $72 and I get three extra fights, what the Listen, fuck are you Listen, don't get me wrong. That was the most exciting thing. I was losing my mind you know, If I buy a cheeseburger it. and I come home and there's three extra fucking cheeseburgers, I'm not complaining, okay? <laughs> Yes, but that cheeseburger should be fine. <laughs> no, not the, the guy who gave you the cheeseburger. The no. guy that, exactly. The guy that gave you the two extra cheeseburgers should be kicked out. I don't know, man. It, Dude, it was, I'm telling you, that was worse. That was worse. Jumping in the crowd in front of that crowd what, what with all that energy setting that on the fire Bo, Andrew Galata when the guy started hitting the guy with a fucking walkie talkie or some crazy shit that went on I mean these things happen in sports okay and they weren't fighting the fans it wasn't like the NBA we've they, seen it wasn't worse we've than, seen wasn't worse people come Artest. out we've seen people come out of you know but he went into the crowd it's just like Ron Artest if you remember Ron Artest was banned for what like a year but they were punching the audience you know? he was punching a fighter in the crowd who was in the crowd? It was still an audience where we don't know if the guy that ran our test attack used to be a fighter or a basketball player or somebody like that. And he was a cornerman. You go with, but, but, but you went into too. the you went into the crowd and attacked somebody in the crowd. I don't know. Uh, listen, I don't think he should be this. It's definitely not worse than throwing a dolly at a bus. Okay, definitely not worse than throwing a dolly. At a bus. I think far worse. No, no, yes, fuck, no, absolutely, no, I, without no question, way. no way. Because I don't think he intended to injure the people inside the bus. I think he was just trying to he be dramatic. He threw a fucking dolly at a bus and got a glass in people's fucking eyes. I agreed, that is they what happened. Agreed, for life. that what happened. What ended up happening? Nobody got hurt in this brawl except for nobody got hurt in this brawl. No one got hurt. I'm sure as part of all these brawls, many people got hurt. I didn't see one person get carried out on a stretcher. Nobody got fucking hurt you're wrong nobody got hurt there's no way nobody got hurt i didn't see anybody get hurt all right so all right <laughs> I didn't see anybody now i saw a bunch of people get knocked the fuck out but nobody got hurt okay, now, now, now now you're insane okay, now people are saying uh okay right, so then now conor mcgregor tweets afterwards the next day uh okay we we lost the fight but won the battle uh oh, and then ben Askren, who we're gonna have on said you got the shipping out for 20 minutes what battle did you win yeah uh, 
Uh, Bilal uh, Muhammad said you can't, but he basically said you can't criticize someone's religion. Now that's the thing also that we have to talk about is that trash talk to, let's say, westernized people is different than trash talk to people who are, you know, third world Muslim countries who don't, they don't like that trash talk. They, no, you know, you no someone, it can mean death. Yeah. You insult someone's father, someone's religion, you know, you make fun of... Someone's uh, mother here, but here you say something about someone's mama, that's ours. Uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the red but line. But even that, and, and, I, and I, think, I think, you know, people say that they, they like, he, that he, he crossed the line when it, when, it, when, it, when, it, when it came to religion. Um, now, according to uh, Bilal Muhammad said, uh, who, I happen to like Bilal Muhammad a lot, but he said... Uh, Oh, fuck, where is it? He said, yeah, he said, all right, so Ally Aquinta wrote, pussy Irish guy attacked a bus with innocent women on it. Him and his pussy Dylan, Dennis Corner, deserve it. Justice, baby. That's what Ally Aquinta wrote. Well, he's allowed to feel that way. You know, that isn't, you know, he's not making the decision. He's not. Bilal says, can't talk about a man's family and think it's going to be okay afterwards. That, well, that's part of it too, yeah. Uh, right, you think, I mean, look. But I mean that doesn't, doesn't excuse his that behavior. doesn't totally absolutely not. But I mean that just they're just they're just basically I mean that's just their uh, you know what I mean everyone's allowed their two cents and yes those things are true and that and we but it's easy to say after the fact when we see the results of it. Yeah, that's right. He said those things and then he attacked him in the fucking crowd. <laughs> that shit happens, but he knew what that that, that was going to cost him when he did it. Uh, and then Colby Covington you see, did you, did you see Colby's tweet? No. Was well, it just Trump? Uh, <laughs> so Colby. Isn't Clark, he the one that loves Trump? Was it him? Oh, he loves Trump. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, someone else loves Trump. So, so he. Well, so a he lot writes, of people. Uh, you know, he writes, uh, Team Khabib is a filthy animal. Way to set the sport back twenty years, you stupid sheep fucker. So that's uh, that's not going to win him many fans. Although three thousand people retweeted it, so I guess maybe uh, there are. Well, but, I mean, listen to say. I mean, to say they retweeted it doesn't necessarily mean that they retweeted it because they loved it. Yeah. You know, but he says, but and he wrote, apparently, free speech lands you in Twitter jail. Uh, so I guess he's. Uh, there you go. Well, I mean, but they and have Ryan to. Ryan Swinehart, my friend, he goes, I got your back, Colby. As a stand-up comedian, I know the importance of free speech, but he spelled speech wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he does not know the value of an education. <laughs> Ryan, but dude, but I don't know, man. I mean, look, calling people sheep fuckers. Come on, man. That's uh, uh, well, you know, Twitter is, you know, they're to a point now where they're trying to to reduce yeah. friction. Yeah, you know, and that's a highly inflamed situation, and that guy's a voice who those who everyone involved is going to hear. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is, I mean, free speech is free speech, but that is a controlled platform. That is a private platform. That is not a public platform. I mean, it isn't, you know, that isn't sponsored by the government. Like, we don't pay for it. So, at the end of the day, they do have the right to regulate it in the ways that they see fit. Am I excited about that? No. Do I love that? No. Because, again, as a comedian, yes, we, we our trade is in free speech. But, again, a club, if we get up there and say shit that a club doesn't want us to say guess what they don't have to book us again right, right okay right. because it's their stage yeah. okay so yes if you have a website and you want to publish your own shit on it go right ahead but if you want to twitter unfortunately they they're in a place right now where they're trying to reduce friction with all the hate that's going on in our country right now and so i mean i can see where they would be like ah we got to slow this down before it gets out of control so cormier writes hey guys two wrongs don't make it right connor didn't deserve that that's true no one did, but some things aren't for fight promotion. Religion, family, country, throwing stuff in Brooklyn. For Khabib, it wasn't fight promotion. It was really personal. Different culture, man. Sucks. And I think that's 
a big element of it. Like, totally. first of all, Absolutely. first of all, Khabib said like his father's going to smash him when he gets home. And his father said, yeah, we don't do that. There are, there are women, there were girls around there, there were kids. That's not what we do. And he's more scared of his beating from his father. Right, right. Uh, but it's true. I mean, basically, and then Khabib said, you know, we don't, we don't have a lot, uh, you know, but at the same time, you can't disrespect. And I do think that Connor's got to be smart. You know, what he... Uh, you know, Connor's all like shit, shot, shit, shit talk, shit talk, shit talk, like, wink, wink, sell the fight, totally. and, and then be friends afterwards. And, and, and here's the thing about it. it Khabib, clearly this was a decision Khabib had made in advance. Khabib knew I'm going to beat Kim, and then I'm going to beat him. But Because okay? yeah, was- there was no hesitation. He went after it before anybody could get to him, before anybody could stop him, before anything could be... A- he went right after him. He knew exactly what he wanted to do, which means he had already decided whatever the consequences were were less important to him than making that statement. But this was a... Yeah, but the thing was, is like, what was Khabib thinking? He knew that, like, That's what they he was weren't thinking. going to let him beat up Dylan Dennis in the crowd. I mean, that's... I, mean, I think he thought with the element of surprise, he might get to him. Yeah, but... <laughs> and I thought he did get to him. Did he no, not? Dylan Daz looked pretty good. He landed a decent shot. I mean, the best punch he's thrown in his career so far. Uh, <laughs> and Dylan Danis, a lot of people don't like him. They say he's a wannabe Connor and this and that. Uh, at the same time, no, that he didn't really get to him. Like, why wouldn't he think, okay, I want to fight Dylan Danis? There's a lot of jiu-jitsu more tournaments he can get to where he can fight Dylan Dennis. He well, I, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I haven't watched it over and over again. Like, I watched it in real time and then yeah. had to leave immediately to go do a show. Right. And the next day it was football and then a concert. So, so Randy, I haven't had a chance to really Randy, look right. at it over so and over Couture. again. So Randy Couture has a problem with the UFC, with Dana White. They had a sure. big falling out. He goes, let me get this straight. Conor McGregor can te- take opponent's belts, sling water bottles at pressers, throw hand trucks through bus windows, uh, and call people terrorists. But Khabib goes after a verbally disrespectful McGregor training partner after a solid win is a is a uh, uh, I have a lot of problems with both sides of the equation. The cat in the red shirt who assaulted Connor after the fight should be prosecuted. The promoter continues to reward the athletes that pull the best publicity stunts and can talk the most shit. This has become more about antics than competition. The UFC or WWE, that's what's the difference, really? It's not it's not based on merit and real competition. The rankings and titles aren't adhered to. Let's create an open market for MMA and see who the real best in the world is each week, regardless of what promotion you, you sign with. So he's all I mean, he's, he also wants a union and he kinda wants to make it. Well, I've been saying, you know, C B should have a CB's golden, golden, golden ranks. <laughs> Where he ranks them, you know, regardless of what, what, which, you know, but I see what affiliation but, they're in, and so you have an actual I true see his ranking point, system. Though, of like, you should do it. I see his point of like you, you know, when you do those things of like they were they were using the whole bus incident to like hype the to hype the, that was just, they never should have done. I understand why they did it, but when you use that for the for the commercial of him throwing a dolly through a bus, then then all of a sudden these antics. But maybe he's cool because Khabib actually tweeted out today a picture of him in front of Dana White's car going, Dana, thanks for giving my, my belt. I, I know where your car is. Uh, and then hashtag, uh, just tell me where to go. Cause that, that's what he kept saying to Connor. And then Dana Wright wrote, LOL, I'm telling your dad or something. So I guess, <laughs> I guess they seem to calling. be back on decent footing. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. Listen, at the end of the game, it, end of the day, it is a dollar and cents game, and he's made them so much fucking money by doing this exact type stuff in the prelim. They obviously, if they if they punish him for it, it's behind closed doors. While they also, you know, applaud him for it and thank him for it. But there's a line though. The problem is, there's a, there's a line you can't cross, and I think that line is just the, the goal line keeps changing. And that's when it gets scary. Yes, because he keeps making them hundreds of millions of dollars. All right. So let's talk about some of the other fights. First of all, the, the Pettis fight. Is that fight? Yeah. 
That was a great fight. I think what makes uh, Ferguson so much fun to watch is that he's always vulnerable. He keeps getting hurt in fights and coming back. I and love Ferguson, great. man. I love watching him fight. I was so glad to see him fight again. I loved it. But people are saying that he's going to give Khabib a, a run for his money, which... I mean, it's hard to count Ferguson out. I mean, in toughness, I think, yeah, in toughness. It's just hard to see anybody beating Khabib right now. It really is. I, I mean, mean, the 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 I mean, the way, again, and it goes back to the way he walked through Connor's notorious right hand. He also doesn't drink. You know, he's like, very, you were, when I saw that, I was like, this man's unstoppable. He doesn't party. He doesn't yeah. drink. You never hear about him getting in trouble, except for the attacking partners. It's not. It's not really like a. I, I can't see him making it rain in Vegas with fucking at like strip clubs and shit. You know, like right. Khabib yeah, no, that's just, not who he is. He probably goes home and sits in a dark room and <laughs> <laughs> eats eats raw meat and cheese curds. You know, yeah. just like oh, no, I feed my body. Yeah, and, and then he, then he goes to rest. You know, like what, what, I, what I imagine is probably cold concrete slab. And, he probably has it put in his room. Is like make sure room has cold concrete slab. I must sleep in the comfort of my peoples and then like he, 12 fucking Dagestani guys around him like yeah. it's always with beards that kind of look like him it's always yeah. him and like 12 dudes just sitting Listen, there. exactly <laughs> it's a, it, you know it's a different world man uh, so anyway um, Pettis looked good though if he hadn't broken his hand I would love to see what, what, what could have happened you know that fight might have been a lot closer than it, than it was you know if they hadn't stopped in the second round you think there was a chance Pettis was coming back no really I know he heard him in the first I, I saw that but I really, th- I, I felt it was, it was, it was his the whole way. It was, ma- it was a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, Tanya Evinger. Ah. I didn't see that one. She got mauled. It's you a- know, listen, we love Tanya on this show. Okay, I'm a big fan of Tanya. I love following her tweets. She's a real badass. But I gotta say, man, you know, she seems kind of sloppy when she gets in the ring. No, when she gets, she I mean, won ten in a row in Invicta. It's just a matter. I almost. I know since she got out of Invicta, but she only fought Cyborg and this other girl. I know. I mean, and Cyborg, those two times. I mean, the first and Cyborg. She again. She looked real sloppy, and now you're telling me she didn't look good here. It's like, I, I think that it's a matter of like you know how like sometimes comics they kill like at like two in the morning. Yeah. And there's six people there, but then they get in front of those big lights and some shit goes down. Yeah. I think the UFC lights fuck her up a little bit, honestly, because she doesn't fight like she can. Like when she was in Invicta. She was running through girls right. that that were not that were UFC caliber, and that also, you know, uh, that she was the underdog against. But then yeah, she gets. Yeah, but I always felt it was her toughness that really that really she got her through those fights. Ten in a row. I know, but again, we're talking about women's fighting, which again, I'm not trying to insult women. But she beat this girl. But I mean, we've beat, said she, that like over the years. I mean, it's barely beginning to come up to where those people, those girls at that level, actually have some experience. We're talking about I think you know, I think everyone mental. only had a year's worth of experience. And shit. I think it's mental with her. Honestly, I think that that some people they just can't. They get to those the big lights. Fuck with them. Some people it's the opposite, like Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah, like they say in training he gets beat up by everybody. And then he and then gets all of a out sudden, there and he's a world beater. He fucking knocks out everybody. Yeah. But other people, Mike Pyle had this issue. Bobby Green sometimes has this issue. Tanya, it just fucks with. I don't know if you need a sports psychologist or what it is, but yeah. I understand at auditions at times I would fall apart and act. I, on the way there, I would know all my lines. I would know it fucking by heart. I could do it in my sleep. And then I get there. I'm like, uh, uh, what am I looking down? Like, what the fuck happened? Like in that, I don't know what. Ha- I understand what that's like. Yeah. You know, and again, I, I think Tanya's great. I think she's a badass, you know, but it's like when I saw her in that other fight, I was like, hey, 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 where's the, okay. Yeah. That was against Cyborg. 
I know, but you. I mean, by the way, I got tickets for you uh, for PFL Saturday night. If you want to go, oh sweet. Uh, uh, now you tell. Okay, we'll discuss this all. Also, uh, Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, the Black Beast. Uh, you know, although what? he looked like he was in trouble there for a minute. A minute, fucking for, <laughs> um, for fourteen minutes and fifty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> fucking one minute. What? I know. I was like, oh shit, this guy's gonna be pretty good. A minute. First of, all, I mean, it's frustrating because you're like, just betting on betting on him or against him must be so fucking frustrating. Because 10, 11 seconds to go, he would have lost that fight. Yeah. But, but and now they're making it him versus Cormier. And they're using the promo, the all about the cake video. It's pretty funny. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. recently got Which is the thing that. you did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I, that's, that's going to be a mismatch. I think Cormier is going to run through him, I think, against the Black Beast. Yeah. But if he lands that shot, but if it, that's what it's about. But I don't think Cormier is going to let him land that shot. If, He's going to get him to the ground, and then that'll be about it. If Anthony Johnson could land that shot against him, you know, yeah. and I, I think I think Anthony Johnson would have hurt the Black Beast. Yeah, a prime Anthony Johnson, anyway. Uh, Michelle Waterson, Felice Herrig, fucking Michelle Waterson is just like she's just. I thought she outclassed Felice Herrig in that fight, but she just gets outclassed in that next level, like against yeah. Rose Namajunas or Joanna. She's like, oh, she's right there. But then she's right there. Because she beat Felice Herrick. Through, I thought it was two rounds to one. I was going to say, it was pretty soundly. I mean, I, and I was rooting for Felice, and I thought Herrick, I thought she was going to win. I thought she was going to bully her a little bit. I thought her yeah. power, you know, her strength would overcover. But Waterston, actually, she played, she had a great game plan, and she, she stuck to it, and I thought she looked better. Uh, Gray Maynard, I, I love Gray, but it might be time to hang it up for Gray. I mean, he got fucking killed. Did he? I, I don't think Lentz. I caught that one. But, and then Nick Lentz gave a shout out to, uh, to Kavanaugh. To Judge Kavanaugh. <laughs> well, hey, listen. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then in the PFL, by the way, if you miss the PFL, you miss some good shit because, first of all, talk about guys that are fighting. It's amazing how these guys looked okay in the UFC or eh, and now all of a sudden a million dollars is on the line and these guys are suddenly world beaters. Yeah. I mean, Vinny Magalish, I don't think ever knocked out anybody. He has two first-round knockouts in under a minute. So last week, Lance Palmer beat our guy, Andre Harrison, yep. which sucks. Because now there's a million dollars on the line. A million dollars. And Steven Seiler, he was winning this fight, kind of. The guy hit like a, I think it was like an illegal knee against him in the head. Now, what would you do? Because it looked like maybe Seiler could have continued, but he was dizzy uh, a little bit. Now, if you know, it goes to the doctor. And if the fight stopped, you win. And the next round, you got to win one more for a million dollars. Or would you continue fighting? Oh, because he was put in that situation, and look, and look, I think he was hurt, but also I'm like, man, what would I do? If I knew that this guy hit an illegal knee against me, I get the win, and I fight one more for a million dollars for my family. I think I keep going for the million. Right? Yeah. Or you can get back in the fight, because people are like, this is not how he wanted to win. And I'm like... But he won. Yeah. So that's what you do. Right, yeah. Yes. Right. He made a business decision. I think so. That's exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. Take it. Yeah. But is there like... Lack of honor and yada yada. No, because the other guy opened the door with the illegal knee to the head. That's it. If you're going to open that door, that's on you, pal. Now I can walk away with this right now? I'll take it. Yes, I can no longer take this fight. I'm I'm woozy, illegal kick, kick him out. I mean, if it wasn't a million dollars on the line, maybe if it was like this. Fuck it. Even if it's just $30,000 on the line, you're going to hand me the win and I'm going to be like, no, you know what? Let's finish this. Fuck that. Not a chance, you cheater! Get the fuck out. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. Uh, so, and then Cuddly Bear fucking hit this dude, Alex Nicholson. Alex Nicholson was winning, 
And then this fucking guy, Cuddly Bear, who used to be in the UFC, he hit fucking Nicholson hasn't even woke up yet. I like Nick Nicholson, but holy fuck. You guys, you guys are, if you're missing PFL, watch it this Saturday night. They got a really good product. And I really think that a lot of fighters are going to start coming in. When they see that Steven Seiler. Where are they fighting at this? Uh, this Long Saturday? Beach. In Long Beach, okay. But when, when they, I think when people see that Seiler versus uh, Lance Palmer are fighting for a million dollars. Yeah. And they're in the UFC or Bellator fighting for 12 and 12 or 20 Yeah, 20. some really good guys are going to go over there to, to make that money. They're going to be like, fuck that. Yeah, they're like, why are we letting these guys take that money? Now they're richer than us. But only one guy gets that, right? Yeah, but they get, for each fight they get, they get money. They're not, they're not fighting for free. Right, but I mean. One guy in, in each weight class. And so if you're guys, fighting your way through a tournament, even if it's less money per fight, you're getting more fights yeah. than you're getting in UFC or Bellator, where the problem these guys have is sitting around waiting for a fight. Six guys get it. You know? So if you're getting paid and you're get, you, know, you have multiple fights closer together, it probably ultimately, regardless of whether you win the million, is probably more lucrative. Yeah, totally. Six guys get it, by the way. All right. So we're right, calling, in the different weight divisions. We're calling the monkey god right now. Monkey god, where are you? It's not ringing. Hello? Hello, Jack. Hey, Jared, how's it going? You're on the M.A. Roasted Podcast. Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. It's me and Greg Wilson. By the way, congrats on your last fight. You looked awesome in that fight, dude. Uh, kind of. Kind of looked all right. No, no, you look great. I mean, Rogan said that it was... I thought I had it 30-27. Now, when you, when you heard split decision, were you freaking out? Um... Not really. I was a, uh, like, I mean, I was on a two-loss streak. I was like, you know what? If I get cut, uh, shit, I'm gonna come back and, you know, fight twice as hard and fight for my spot back in the UFC and then, you know, climb back. I've seen a lot of people do it, but I mean, luckily, I don't have to do that now. I can go against some of the best of the best of the world and still get better at the same time. Well, what's crazy is that first of all. One, the fight before that, you knocked yourself out. Uh, you were winning that fight. You were, you, were, you, were, you were killing Jose Shorty Torres, and then you knocked yourself out. How Do you even consider that a loss? I mean, he says that he set you up and did that on purpose. But, I mean, do you consider that a loss or no? Yeah. Um, Jose is somebody that uh, in, uh, in the limelight for the moment to make himself look good. But then it always bites him, bites him in the ass. You know what I'm saying? Like his last fight. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully he goes against uh, either me or Justice Goggins. Uh, I know Justice Goggins is wanting to beat his ass too. So, I mean, yeah, but do you consider that a loss? Like when you, when, 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 you, when you knock yourself out, are you like that night, are you like, all right, that really wasn't a loss? Or do you like, fuck, I could have done something different? Well, um, I right right after the fight, you know, I was in my down stage, you know, how everybody is. But after I, I realized how much clout I got off of it, me knocking myself out. So <laughs> I was surprised I didn't see a joke from you on your uh, on your tweets about me. I was going to, but it was like uh, it was too soon, you know. And the only times the guys ever got really mad at me were when they got knocked out and I made Dude, a joke I about it. I would have I would have laughed that shit off. I, I think that that uh, you know. Being in a joke 
being in a joke from you is good. You know what I'm saying? All right, so, nice. Now that I now that I know that you're you're definitely on because now the other fight that you fought against Division uh, Figuera, that guy's looking better and better and better. I mean, he's undefeated, sixteen and zero. You lost split decision, which I thought you won that fight. But this guy's looking like a world beater. He's going, he's going against he's going against these guys, and you know, like I mean, it it all shapes out at the end of the day. He, I don't think he's gotten necessarily better. I mean, his weight cut might have gotten a little better, but uh, I mean, I don't think his skills have have gotten that much better. I think he's tried all those uh, things against me. I think if we fought again, it'd be a complete different story. I think that I'm uh, I'm a lot different fighter too. You know, uh, I, I realized that in that fight, I had to show my striking capabilities in order to win and I didn't. So, um, you know, coming out now in fights, I'm, I'm striking to my wrestling, you know, and not just going straight for wrestling and then waiting to get tired to strike. Now, uh, now you're getting better and better. Do you have a fight lined up or no? No, um, I'm hopefully trying to get on, um, the December 8th card in Toronto. Okay. That'd be awesome. Uh, you know, I, I could, I could be fighting next week, Adam, who knows, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anybody that you want to fight in particular? Um, whoever they want to put in front of me. Um, you know, I would, I would really like to, to put up, uh, you know, somebody in the top ten, somebody like uh, Sergio Pettis, somebody like Olka uh, Sasaki. I think that uh, me and Olka would be a, uh, would be like an old-fashioned freak show fight, but we're in the same class, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, but you know, I was looking you up, and I, I didn't realize that as a junior, you were the number one ranked high school wrestler in the country at one thirteen, and then you lost in yeah. the, you lost in this in the state finals, and then you went undefeated as a senior. Now that after yeah. you after you lost in the state finals, what was what was that summer like for you? Like what what was that that, that next year like for you? Uh, you know, at, coming, coming after a loss, you know, um, I was just talking to my friend about this the other day, but uh, I, I'm i really hard on myself, you know what I'm saying, in order to get the win, and my dad instilled that in me when I was a kid, you know, he, did, he didn't want me to lose, you know, he didn't want to make it look like a son's a bitch, you know, so um, every time that I lose, I think of even when I win, I lose, you know what I'm saying, I, I lost a, a situation, I lost you know, something in that. I want to be completely dominant, you know. I want to be like, like Khabib. I want to be like, you know, the, the high names up there because I feel like I'm capable of that. Now, I've lived my whole life that way. So, I mean, I need to just put on my working boots and uh, just keep on striving through the division. And in the next two years, Adam, you're going to see me come through and beat some names that a lot of people won't think I'll beat. And I'll surprise a lot of people in this division. Look, I don't doubt it, man. I don't doubt it. I mean, there hasn't been one fight where uh, you haven't looked good. Uh, the one fight you got tired a little bit, I guess that first UFC, you kind of got the UFC jitters. But even then, you like won that fight. It wasn't like uh, I think I was there. Yeah. I was at that. That was in Vegas, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That was actually in uh, California, in Anaheim. Right. John Jones versus Cormier. Right. I was there, and I remember the people saying you look tired, but that was just I was like, well, you know, this is a different. Yeah, game. I think. I think uh, hats, hats off to Shelton. You know what I'm saying? He came out uh, guns blazing. Uh, he just, you know, he, he looked pretty good in the performance. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to show people and show out. Now, what are your thoughts on McGregor Khabib? Uh, 
exactly how I thought it was going to go. I think that um, McGregor, he's powerful enough to tag anybody. He's still, you know, people are still dragging him down like he ain't shit, but uh, that dude can still beat, you know, anybody in the division on a good day. So, but Khabib, he came out, initiated the game plan perfect, did what he had to do, you know, even outstruck McGregor in uh, round three. McGregor apologized to him in the middle of the round because he knew he was going to get beat. But, um, you know, shit happens in the game. Wait, you know, really? Wait, wait. He, he, wait. Anybody's day, but wait, he apologized to him? Wait, he apologized to him? Yeah, he apologized to him in the middle of round three. He was just like, sorry, man, it's just business. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I had no idea. Now, we were talking about yeah. my That's biggest. a revelation now, right there. Khabib, and Khabib, Khabib was hitting him in the middle of uh, – in the middle of round three saying, you want to talk? You want to talk now? Wow. Now, and it was, it was pretty crazy, man. Now, my biggest surprise was that Khabib could take his shot because it seemed like nobody before could take a straight punch from McGregor except for, except for Nate Diaz. But even he, Nate Diaz got rocked a couple times. Were you surprised at all that Khabib was able to walk through his punches? Well, Khabib, you know, everybody's in Connor's ear too. You know, Connor's just a human being. Everybody's in Connor's ear saying... He's going to wrestle, he's going to wrestle, he's going to wrestle. So, of course, he's going to be thinking about knees and stuff like that. But, I mean, it, it was just a different form of timing, man. Even my uh, opponent, Roberto Sanchez, uh, on the feet, you know, he's he's somebody that is not that good, but his, his wrestling and jiu-jitsu is pretty good. So he can withstand that and strike on the feet because people are worried about his uh, wrestling. And no, it was crazy. I, yeah, but, but still, I mean, the fact that he was able to walk through his punches, though, that was because I was like, all right, as long as he doesn't, I'm like, I picked McGregor because I'm like, Khabib's going to come with his chin up in the air. He's going to walk forward and Connor's going to tag him and it's going to be over. And that seemed like that did happen in the third round, except that he didn't hurt him. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Khabib is somebody that can come in in like three seconds in a shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's somebody that can withstand getting hit coming into the shot. All those other guys, they were, you know, either taller or smaller than than Connor, you know. So Khabib's around the same size. He's, you know, his timing, his wrestling's better, of course. But I mean if they fought again it might it might be a different story than those. Now what now do you think there should be a rematch? And also what do you think should happen to Khabib as far as like the, the brawl that happened afterwards? Um, yeah, uh, one of Khabib's, uh, managers went up, um, to the cage and started getting, getting, like, went up on him. Monkey God. Hold on. I'm getting a back. Then, All right. Uh, can you repeat that? We got, we got a bad connection for a second. Yeah. Khabib, uh, went into the cage because, um, his manager, went and was harassing Dylan Dennis after the fight saying we choked your boy out. Dylan Dennis flexed up on uh, the manager and then Khabib jumped the cage to um, pretty much see what was going on. <laughs> oh, is that, is that what happened? Really? Yeah. So was it, what's his name? Um, the guy, uh, Ali Abdulaziz, was that, was that the guy? No, it was, a, it was one of his other managers. Ah, now, do you think Khabib should be suspended? Do you think they're going to spend him for a year? Or do you think it's any worse? Because, my, look, my feeling was throwing a dolly at a bus was worse 
than jumping out of a cage. My co-host here, Greg Wilson, says no, jumping out of a cage is worse because there's innocent people there uh, where the bus, it was just mostly fighters, I guess. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Fighters are people too, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm not saying they're not people. I'm just saying there was a lot fewer of them than in the Khabib thing, which spilled into the thousands of people. Yeah. Are we some gladiators? <laughs> No, no, but what which do you think is worse? The, 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 the throwing a dolly at a at a bus or jumping out jumping out of the cage to fight Dylan Dennis? Connor jumped out of the cage. Oh, after uh, Khabib though. No, I'm saying Connor jumped out. Oh yeah, out right. Of the cage. Yeah, yeah, he jumped yeah, out. But he didn't swing at anybody. He just got in their face and was taunting them. I mean, that's one thing. This guy started swinging. He started a riot. A riot that spilled yeah, out did, onto he, the he streets the of Las stomp. Vegas. He did the eagle stomp. It wasn't that he was, he was, this is his patented move, like the eagle stomp. I just feel, <laughs> I just feel like um, the, the Dolly thing, you could have, like, I mean, I don't think Khabib could have killed anybody doing that. With the Dolly thing, you could have probably killed somebody. I agree. I, dis- I fully disagree. I go the exact opposite way of that. I agree. I'm with you, man. I'm 100% with you. Monkey, this, this guy's a god of monkeys, okay? He knows, all right? He's the monkey god. I am the monkey god. Yes. Uh, now, 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 last time you came on the show, you said you can walk into any jiu-jitsu place and tap a brown belt, right? You could tap any brown belt in the world, uh, possibly black belt, uh, in your weight class. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say any. I would say around my weight class. Yeah. Uh, okay, around your weight class, which is 125, you can tap any brown belt, any black belt, or just brown belt. I, I mean, I'd say black belt too. I mean, I can I can control a black belt, and if it, we went for 35 minutes, I bet that I'm the one that submits. Did anybody take you up on that offer? No. No. If anybody wants to take me up, I would love to get some training in. You come to my place. I just put a new gym uh, up in my attic. It's kind of creepy up there, but <laughs> if anybody <laughs> wants to withstand it, they can but come wh- train. But why, why don't you try like an EBI or uh, or one one of the, one of those grapplers quest or one one of, the, one of those things or one of those uh, the one that just uh, Uriah Favor just did that whole team thing. Have you thought about that? Um, I've done a couple jujitsu tournaments. But not, I haven't really thought about any of that, like traveling for jiu-jitsu. I think that that's something uh, after my career. I mean, I do most of my grappling matches in here with these killers. So, Got it. yeah, but uh, Adam, Adam, I am at 1% on my phone, dude, and I'm about to go to jiu-jitsu practice. No problem. Kill it, man. so sorry, No, th- dude, thank you for coming on the show, man. You're, you're, you're a great man. Dude, Mon- thank you. Anytime. You're the man. Anytime. Take care, Jared. I appreciate you, bro. I'm so sorry again. No, all good, brother. All good. Take care, brother. All right, brother. Yep. Have- all right. That was the monkey god. Hey, there's the monkey god. The, mon- the monkey god agrees with me. Well, I listen, if there's anyone whose opinion we can trust, <laughs> it's definitely the monkey god. <laughs> what, what would your nickname all be? All of the great minds throughout history have associated themselves with monkeys and gods. This is well known. And to be the monkey god, that's, uh, listen, that's right up there with uh, Aristotle, Plato, the great minds. Somebody told me their favorite part of the show is you making me laugh. (laughs) 
Now, uh, no, no, Bob Sapp, uh, you're here calling in uh, right now. Hold on, Bob Sapp, what did you think? Oh, of well, hello, hello. Bob, what did Who's you think this? Of- Who's this? Hey, this is Adam Hunter. Uh, Sorry, I'm in Uganda. It's <laughs> tough to tell. We got a loose connection. They they barely have phone lines here. In fact, most of the messages are carried via squirrel. Uh, they're written down by monkey porters who hand the message to a squirrel who then brings it to me to let me know to answer the phone. Now, now Bob, did you watch the fights last I week? watched the fight. Very exciting Now, fights. what did you think about Khabib versus Connor? I, I saw that fight. I was like, man, I wish I was there to get a piece of that action. Now, how would you do against Khabib? I would have lost in the first round. <laughs> I don't know why Connor waited so long to collect his check. You, you would just have tapped right away? Tapped right away. Right away. Well, what about trying to win? That would have been the way I won. <laughs> you don't win by tapping. Sure you do. No, you win. The you important get... thing is that you beat the investigators to your plane back to Uganda. That's how you do that. No, but don't you that's think getting your hand raised? That... that also is that's another form of victory. It's like I, you know, a lot of people think it's better to be in well, you know, Bellator than PFL, but you can make more money in PFL. So PFL, you motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Bob. Now, uh, do you have a fight coming up? All my fights are coming up. <laughs> Who are you fighting next? I think I'm fighting the IRS. <laughs> Yeah, I've got the IRS, and then I got uh, two baby mamas, and I gotta go fight in court. All and, right. uh, but they're small claims, uh, and then uh, I gotta deal with this uh, kidnapping <laughs> in Uganda. Somebody kidnapped someone. It's just hilarious. Now you keep laughing when you talk about <laughs> kidnapping. <laughs> well, it's just so funny. I don't know if you've ever been charged with kidnapping, but it's hilarious. <laughs> That's not really what comedy... <laughs> All right, well, listen, thank you. I heard there were hundreds of people injured in Vegas. So funny. <laughs> All right, Bob. Uh, I'm losing you now. My, my, the squirrel's here to take a message. All right, take care, Bob. Bye. Thank you. That was Bob Sapp. Now, a guy that... Uh, we're going to talk to a guy that tweeted out after the fight, I told you Conor McGregor sucks. Uh, ben Askren. Hello, Ben Askren. What's up? What's up? It's Adam Hunter and the Greg Wilson. Hey, hey. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How are you? Oh, shoot. I blanked. I'm running packs right now, but I'm, I'm going to do the interview anyway. All right. Nice. Wait, what are you doing right now? We just started practice. All right. Cool. Oh, shit. Now, now you tweeted out recently, uh, I told you Conor McGregor sucks. Uh, do you think he really yeah. sucks? Well, I mean, right, it's, all, it's all relative. Uh, I mean, the, so... What does he suck relative to? Well, he sucks relative to Khabib, and he sucks relative to me. So, yeah, he sucks. But, I mean, but he did beat Poirier, and he beat Eddie Alvarez, and he beat Jose sure. Aldo. He got a few good wins here and there. Yeah, he got some, now, now, you did call the fight. You said exactly how it was going to go. Uh, which, exactly, exactly. I know. Yeah, the video's still up on Facebook, so you can go check it out. Now, you, now, I always thought that Khabib's chin straight up in the air, walks forward, and that was going to be right for Conor's left hand. But you saw that not happening. How how did you know? Well, I did. I did. You know, really, what if you if you watch those old fights that you that you reference, what kind of does so well is you get people mad, and then they do stupid shit when they're mad, like people do. Completely. So, so it's Connor's plan. It's, it's a good plan. He gets people upset. They they bum rush him, uh, and they take advantage. And Khabib is nice, composed, uh, and when they did exactly what I was going to do. Now, how do you think you do against Khabib? Very well. So you be—I mean, now people are saying that's the fight to make. Uh, you wouldn't—you couldn't that's make fifty. Fun. You couldn't make fifty-five though, could you? No, but you know they're going to—they're going to do this one sixty-five division um, sooner or later. 
And you can, and I'm thinking sooner. I'm thinking it's probably coming up pretty soon. And you think you could make sixty five? Oh yeah, I definitely could. I mean, I made one sixty three for the Olympics. Oh, that's yeah, I know, but that was a long time ago. But but uh, and you fought a one eighty five over at one FC. Yeah, but that was no. You couldn't cut water weight. Ah, okay, got it. Now that's, that's way different. That's way different. Now, guys like Al Iaquinta, they say, you know, I mean, Al Iaquinta's a great wrestler. I think he was a junior national champion or something. He was a, took second in the state of New York. But he said Khabib's wrestling was a different level. He said that the strength that this guy has, uh, he never felt power like Khabib. Is that the, what is it with yeah, this? Yeah, but you're referencing his high, you reference his high school credential. That's like, <laughs> that's laughable. <laughs> really? Why is that laughable? Because you're, I mean, that's what we compare after Wee football to NFL. Good point, good point. Uh, but, but what is it about these Dagestani guys, and what, what is it about that type of wrestling versus, let's say, versus the kind of wrestling um, that you do? Well, that's, that's, the best, that's the best wrestling area in the world. And so, you know, Khabib's never, I don't believe you're supposed to say it, but what, what I think happened was that early on in Khabib's life, he probably was trained to be a wrestler, maybe they all did wrestling classes. And then he realized that wasn't going to be, you know, wasn't going to make the team or whatever. And so, you know, he went a different route, did some of the Sambo, and then obviously went to MMA fairly early. Yeah, but it does seem no. like it does seem like when they grab, it's kind of like with you, like when whenever you, when like you grab somebody, you have this like yeah. gr- you have this gorilla strength that other people. Yeah, but the difference between me and them is I didn't do a lot of steroids. <laughs> hey-o, hey-o. Well, oh wait, you you think the guys from Dagestan are doing steroids? I mean, you watch Icarus, they pretty much just straight up say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, um, by the way, do you think that you, because I was watching college wrestling recently, and okay. I think you might have ruined it, honestly. You, Why? Because every time a guy goes for a single or a double, they do some weird funk thing now where they grab the back of the wrestling shoe and some crazy scramble. And it worked for you. It was amazing. And obviously, but it seems like, yeah, but now they get into, awesome. but now it's all like potentially dangerous situations where they just hold and then the ref restarts it. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I, yeah, absolutely. And obviously when, when you scramble, not every wrestler uh, is scrambling to win or scrambling to score points. Uh, some of them realize, Hey, I'm overmatched. I'm just gonna do whatever I can do to to hang on for a second here and try to get a stalemate or try to not give up points. And so, yeah, they're not all using it for the best purposes, but um, you know, I, I think you'd say overall it's a, it's been a significant improvement to wrestling. I think that would be my opinion. Now you're right. You're saying differently. No, I, I, I was kidding by you ruining it. But there's you're right though. There's got to be something though different where people are just holding on for dear life until the referee starts it because that, that seems to be slowing down. Yeah. That seems to be slowing down the action. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, you know, obviously, if you really know what you're looking at with the scrambles and stuff, it is very entertaining. In my opinion, it's very entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I love the technicalities of it. No, I, I agree. Now, did you think that Pettis was going to beat Ferguson going into that fight? Yeah, I, th- I thought he had a good chance because Anthony's so dynamic with the striking, and I knew Ferguson would be um, prone, prone to getting hit at, at some point. Um, and, you know, Anthony connected a few times in the second round. I think he dropped him twice. But, um, I guess he broke his hand. He wasn't really able to follow up on that and get a finish. And so, um, yeah, I mean, Tony did a great job. I put a video out last night about how, um, you know, I think Tony can give Khabib a good run for his money. 
Yeah, I mean, the only thing about, about Tony is he seems to get hurt in every fight, uh, which makes it fun and uh, makes it interesting and makes him very vulnerable. But you do kind of wonder when that's going to catch up to him. Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say at the last, the last part of that I missed that? I, I kind of wonder when that's going to catch up to him. It seems like he gets hurt in a lot of his fights. Uh, and yeah. guys, guys aren't able to capitalize it. But I wonder if he gets hurt in the Khabib fight, if the, that'll just be it. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, the thing I think he got, he has just really want to speed is he doesn't get that tired, you know. Um, so considering the fact that he's that tired and he can keep up that high-volume striking pace that he likes to do. Um, you know, he has gotten tired in his last two fights. And the thing with McGregor fight is McGregor was equally as tired, so he couldn't take advantage of Khabib's fatigue. Um, but I don't know that that would be the case with Ferguson. It seems like Ferguson would just keep on bringing the heat no matter what. Right. No, it's true. Now, how do you think Kevin Lee does against Khabib? Go right away. How do you think Kevin Lee does against Khabib? Um, I think Kevin Lee could do all right. I guess we'll see. Kevin Lee did, you know, he's guessed out before. And so, um, you know, I think he's going to give Khabib a good go off the bat, but I don't know. They keep that pace five rounds. Nor, I, I think he's not getting, he's obviously not getting that fight right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, when I had Dana White on the, now I had Dana on the podcast. I kept saying how I wanted you to be in the UFC, how big of a fan I was. Dana said, uh, "Well, he made a call, but that you were tied up with One FC. Is there true any truth to that? Are you done with One FC? Can you go to the UFC? Are you a free agent? Talk to us." Uh, I'm, we're just gonna leave that vague for for a minute. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm, I'm refusing to answer your question. Oh, come on, man. We want to know. The fans want to know, Askren. Okay, you're not getting any <laughs> well, younger, bro. I know, I know. We need you. We need you. you you're, the, you're what MMA needs right now. You're the savior, bro. I'm the, I'm the hero they didn't know they wanted. It's so <laughs> It's so true, man. It, it's so true. I, uh, I, it's so true. Now, uh, Cormier versus Black Beast was announced today. Uh, thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's hilarious. I great for Cormier, easy money is the way I see it. Yeah, that's what I say. I mean, there's no. I mean, I mean, yeah. Derek Lewis is entertaining and all, but he he lost 14 and a half minutes of that fight, uh, and then obviously connected with that was it was I believe it was a big right hand on a left hand uh, and put him out. Now Gary Tonin says he wants to grapple you, or he would be honored to grapple you in some kind of uh, EBI or something. Any interest in that? Sure. Really. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I'm not, I'm not totally opposed. Um, you know, the one thing I don't like about the grappling contest is that they are so skewed towards the jiu-jitsu guys, you know, as, as, as opposed to being the wrestling. Uh, you know, obviously wrestling is my background. I've been doing it my whole life, and that's what I'm really, really good at. I mean, I, I tend to be okay at jiu-jitsu. You're a brown belt, uh, right? I wish there was a competition that, that I had, you know. You know what? I would really like to see eventually, and I don't know this yet, but something that's more similar to catch wrestling where, you know, catch wrestling, the deal is pin or submit, so you can't lay on your back. And, you know, and the thing is, if Jiu-Jitsu wants to be honest, they say, you know, the, real, the original reason Jiu-Jitsu is because it's realistic to a fight, but now, as we see in fights, almost everybody who lays on their back is beat up. I mean, it's very, very rare that someone who is on their back is winning the fight. Right. Well, you're also a brown belt, right? I'm a black belt. You're, you're a black belt. I mean, so yes, now, yeah, like, is there a kind of a thing where you go up against Gary Tonin, but he's so good at like knee bars and leg locks? He starts off on his back, yeah. does some kind of a butt well, scoot I mean, thing, I, and now you get you're kind of stuck. I think I could go right, but Gary, Gary Tonin does elite as elite gets. So, 
Yeah, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. supporting my future. I don't. I don't know about right now. I'm actually going to wrestle in the Midlands in November. Or, I'm sorry, December. I'm looking forward to that. I started dieting already, losing some weight. It's, yeah, so I'm getting ready for that. I'm excited. Right. I haven't wrestled folks in 11 years, so I'm excited to get it going. Wow. Now, who's who's in your who's in your weight class? Uh, we don't know yet, but I think that he's going to be there. That he's ranked number one, so he's really, really good. But hey, Adam, I got I got to finish the warm. I got to run this practice. I'm sorry to give you more time. I'll come back on. Another time, is that cool? No problem. Tomorrow, same time. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no problem. We'll do it next week. Ben, you're the best. All right. Take care. All right, see you guys. All right, that was Ben Askren. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I love Ben Askren. Fucking guy, 17-0, two-time national champion, like fifth most like pins in college history, uh, Olympian. Yeah. And the UFC won't sign him because he's too boring. Uh, like, and because he called Dana White a, a fat old ball guy or something. Man, but, might have something to do with it. But guys have said much worse about Dana White. That make him money. Pe- people would pay to see Ben Askren. A lot. The wrestling community is a big community. Big community. Not big enough, I don't think. Oh, t- beyond. He, the problem was that 1FC was giving him upwards of 100000 a fight. And they gave him, I think, a Ferrari or something. And he's, and he's like, what the fuck? Why would I? I'm fighting easier guys for 10 times the money. Yeah. But at the same time, now there's always going to be that asterisk of like, what if, you know, with uh, amongst MMA fans. Amongst well, but, and that's the way it is. I mean, again, this is the dilemma they have. Do I make the money or do I chase the fame? I mean, it's kind of you almost have to make a choice with sometimes with these guys. I would go for the money. Exactly. So, you got a family, you got kids. Yeah. Yeah, I would go for the money. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're all, that's why they offer them more money here because they know they're going to like, listen, you're not going to fight in UFC, but you're, we're going to pay you more to fight over here. Okay. So he took the money. Yeah. Which, by the way, my buddy, uh, do you want to call him? He was in Vegas uh, on Saturday night after the fight. I'd rather talk to you (laughs) than like your buddy. Uh, So, yeah. But he was there, and I would keep telling you that this stuff spilled out onto the streets. I know, but we we, we, we still have one more fighter to talk to in 15 minutes. Okay, all right. uh, How's your fantasy football team doing? Doing great. I mean, they were doing great. I've had two tough losses in both of my leagues, but I'm three and two in both. My points are high. I'm third place in one, second place in the other. So I'm on the right side of 500, and I'm still trajecting the right way. The, the games that I've lost, I mean, I've been like I lost this Sunday to the guy who's number one in my league. Aren't you an expert in this? How, how, why are you never winning? I am winning. I just told you I'm in third and in second. All right. So okay. I'm not losing. I'm in three and two in both. How many teams are in your And league? here's the thing. I mean, you have to remember, a lot of it has to do with injury, and a lot of it just has to do with the way that you draft, and my teams are very good. How many teams in your league? Uh, in one league, the one I'm in third place, there are 12 teams. Okay. And the one I'm in second place, there's 10 teams. All right. So, I mean, you know. Well, listen, guys. Have you ever looked at a photo of yourself from years ago and thought, damn, I looked young. What happened to this guy? Where did all these wrinkles come from? When did I start looking like my dad? Well, listen, some things get better with age. Wine, for example, or a nice scotch. Unfortunately, it's not the case when it comes to your skin, especially your face. Your face is very important, guys. Very, very important. Well, Hims Anti-Aging Kit is a custom prescription cream tailored to your skin that can help keep your skin looking youthfully smooth by reducing the appearance of wrinkles and fine lines. The secret's not a secret. It's tretonin. And its results are backed by science, okay? Yes, tretonin, all right? Tretonin, even better. It takes seconds to apply, and it's the same treatment celebrities use to keep their faces looking young. You ever see a celebrity, you're like, oh, how did that guy stay so young? Totally. Yes, and you see other people, you're like, oh. oh, oh." (laughs) You've been up doing blow all night. Yes, it's your skin. You want to be a face in the crowd or the face in the crowd. 
Order now and save $20 off your first month by going to Hims Anti-Aging Kit. Look at, lock in those looks now and get your first month of anti-aging for just $20 off. Go to 4hims.com slash roastedsc. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash roastedsc. That's 4hims.com slash roastedsc. And that's Speedweed. How, how good is it, by the way? It's so great. Do you? Do, I, I always give it to you. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I love it. I love getting the extra. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And now, now how I usually give you like an, an eighth to go. How, how long does an eighth last you? Like, like a week. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't because that's the thing. When it's strong weed, you don't have to smoke that much of it. That's what I like about it. Yeah. It's good strong weed. You know, you're just a little dabble, do you? It's you crazy. Know? Like, uh, I, I, it's just crazy. Like, we have become so lazy now with weed. Like, I'm like, oh, is it pre rolled? I remember when you have to like roll joints. Oh, totally. I go in there and buy pre I'll just pull over and buy a pre-roll. As opposed to, you know what I mean? I'll see a shop and be like, eh, let me grab a pre-roll while I'm here. Yeah. And I'll just go in and buy a joint and uh, that'll be my afternoon joint. It's real nice. I like it. But the thing is, I will say this. The, the it being totally legal thing, I think the weed quality was better when it was uh, not... Pre-packaged and pre-sold the way really? it is now. Yeah, absolutely. No way. I get. I used to absolutely. buy dirt weed. I didn't know what the fuck. Because you're buying from the wrong people, you idiot. Medical was fantastic, but now it's all. So I think it's just you know it's just it, the quality has gone down a little bit with the packaging going up. Well, I'll tell you what's you know. Is. But I mean, Speedweed they have the good stuff. They have good stuff, and so does Santa Cruz Medicinals. It's CBD infused vaporizer pens. Okay, it's 200 milligrams of CBD. They got strawberry lemonade flavor, and I'm telling you, they got this new product. Follow them at Santa Cruz Medicinals on Instagram. They work very hard to research and formulate a vape pen that has no bad ingredients. Okay, many supply. They tried selling these guys inferior products. They said no. Took them a while, and now they are ready. Every vape pen that they order comes with a carrying case. It's a rechargeable battery and a 200-milligram CBD vape cartridge. Yes, comes ready to use. Simply screw in the cartridge and inhale. The cartridge had C-cell technology for smooth hits, and the flavor is amazing. They got strawberry lemonade, subtle flavor, smooth, no CBD smell. You can use it anywhere. It's $40 at scmedicinals.com. That's $39.99. Uh, this is for you. Check it out. Tag your friends. And they're giving away one of them on Instagram, okay? The winner's going to be announced soon on October 12th. So check it out. You got to be 18 or over to enter. And uh, I'm telling you, scmedicinals.com, their vape pen is no joke. I strongly recommend it. Strongly recommend. Strongly. Yes. That's yes. great. Yes. So, uh, yeah, what you got shows this week? Uh, let's see. I'm at the Ha Ha on Thursday. I'll be there the late show Saturday for the Down and Dirty. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I'm somewhere on Friday. What's going on? Last night was good. The Dime Bar was good. Except, you know, these comics, you know, they always, like, give me, like, 19 credits, right? So I'm always like, oh, you know, a lot of times I wonder if I'm doing this for me or for them, but like I, I try to give everyone a spot to ask me, okay? Unless you're brand new, like, hey, if they go out starting comedy, can I do a show? No, that's not, like, right. you, you can't do that, right? But if someone's like a year or two into it, I'll give them a spot because I know what it was like, and I still remember the people, that, people that told me no in New York. Yeah. I remember the people that, and bar shows. Right. I, I, I remember a comic, Craig Baldo, who I, who I like, but, yeah. he, but he goes, man, I only book comics that are past the clubs. That's what he told me, like, my first year in a comedy. And I, and I remember thinking, like, if they're at clubs, they don't fucking need your room. I'm the one who needs your room. Yeah. But I understand his whole thing, but at the same time, like, I remember that. So I don't want to be the asshole that says no to people. Because you, you never know. You, right. I, I seen Whitney Cummings when she was a fucking week into comedy or two weeks. Sure. And now look at Whitney Cummings, and I've seen comics. Uh, you know, you never know who's going to hit. You try to be nice to everybody. You put out good juju, and hopefully it comes back to you. 
I do find out for comics, it's every 10 favors I give out, I'll get one back. Comics are incredibly selfish that way. Maybe Like, if you do somebody a favor, you have to make sure they understand they owe you a favor. Uh. Because if you don't, I mean, all comics think that they just deserve it. Or I have, like, guys that say to me when they ask me, hey, can I do your show? I run this room and I run that room. But then I give them a spot and they don't offer me the fucking room. Like, you have to make that clear. Well, a lot of times I don't even want to do their rooms. You know, oh, uh, well, that's different. Depending on the room, you know, but a guy last night actually. So anyway, so I... Uh, Wait, who was the guy last night? Well, no, there was a comic last night that like... What's his name? The, the comic. The, the comic, or her name. Oh, his name. No, it was a comic last night that uh, he, he, you know, I, when I'm looking through the, the photos for the flyer, I, I could see like only does like... One club, you know, or a bringer club kind of right. thing, right? So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm. So the guy shows up. I go, you're up second. And he rolls his eyes, like, Ugh, like I'm, like I'm giving him a bad spot or something. Then he goes again. On. All comics think they deserve better. Then he goes, then he goes on, and people were bombing, and he goes up there, and he's like, oh, great energy in this room, right up to bat. Fucking, and then he goes, oh, I'm booked at the dime. Well, wow, my career is on fire. So shit on the fuck stock. Like, like fucking boom, boom, right? Yeah. And then he fucking proceeds to fucking eat it for, for seven minutes. Like, eat a... F- and I'm like... What's his name? I don't care. I, See, you gotta tell us now. No I wanna know. Gonna know him. It's not the point. It doesn't matter. But the point... But it's him times 100. There's 100 of these guys. Right, right. Uh, you know? And uh, I'm just like, I, I can't stand these people that they just... Uh, they go there, they shit on your fucking room... And they shit on you, and then they, they bring up their fucking notebook, and they bomb, and then they leave like they're George Carlin doing his fourth special. I'm like, did uh, you not well, just Well, and I got to tell you, Adam, yes. this is why guys make guys like that bring people. I, I would never. I know, and because you won't, then stop giving these people spots. No, I give them one and out. I give them one and out, and then when they ask me again, I book them for like seven months from now. Like literally, I'll be like, I have again. A, this all sounds too nice. I'll be like, I have a spot in April, and then they go, "Whoa, that's far away." I'm like, so like that's like yeah. that's what that's what it is, because uh, or it's, it's funny times. I'll have these comics that come and they're nice to me, and like my wife and baby are home. I haven't seen them in four days. I was in Iowa all fucking week. Sure. So I'm like, all right, I'll get the room going. Place is crowded. I'm leaving, and then within five minutes, I get a text from the girl I put in charge going. This one's giving me major attitude because demanding to go up. Like, as soon as I leave, they fucking... Right, they immediately go after the person and say, no, he wanted me to go up. I, no, he said I could do this shit. Yeah, and you're like, I'm like, what? Like, really? Like, fuck. So, I don't know. No, that's pretty typical, too. But I, mean, I don't uh, know why this still surprises you. No, it doesn't surprise me. It's just, it's just annoying. Comics it, are idiots. They're, at, they're entitled assholes. That's what we are. Yeah. You know, and I can't say that I was any different when I was a young comic because I was exactly the no, same. No, you, you fucking, you always brought it on stage. Well, that was the thing is I, I did well on stage, so it and makes you it, always you know, nice to people. You're always nice to me. I tried to be, and but you, I mean, but I, I have to admit there was a lot of entitlement too. There was. It's, it's, in, it's endemic of being a comedian. You have to remember to even go into comedy. You're already you're e, you have such ego that you're saying my thoughts are so genius. Yeah. People need to pay to hear them. The worst was on the last comic standing. I was sitting there and like Eliza and them were just bitching. And like, oh my God, the, the lunch is late. Or I can't believe I got a middle seat on the plane. I'm like, I even said to them, I go, you guys realize that every comic in the country right now, besides from like 10, would love to be where we are right now. And you're bitching about this? Like, fuck, what's wrong with you guys? You know? And some people are like that because it works. 
It works for a lot. You I, know, for some people it works. In terms of, sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, I didn't even think to ask for that. Yeah. You know, oh, I didn't even realize we could check in early. Like, it's sort you of know, like so that some girl. people that, you know, it's like if you, it, it works for them and that they, you know, squeaky wheel gets degrees. So they'll complain about something and so they'll get something better. And it's like, I, you know, while we, you and I would can't find would find it unbelievable that you would complain about it to begin with, they wind up getting an upgrade out of it, and it's like, oh, okay, now I, I guess maybe I'm the idiot. Like that, you ever see that girl in college or high school that is convinced she's super hot, and and then like she just walks around like she's the hottest thing, and then guys go for her because they somehow like. She convinced everyone else that she's hot. I've seen that. I, I don't know, Adam. Guys, I, I left high school in the I've past. I've seen guys do that, too. Or <laughs> I've seen people in college where they are convinced they're good-looking. And because they're convinced that other people are now convinced they're good-looking. Listen, fake it till you make it. Yeah, but I don't think they're faking it. I think they really think that they're Well, you know, that's the only perception is reality. Yeah, yeah, which is fucking crazy. Perception is reality. That, the, whoever invented that fucking thing is... Nuts. Anyway, we're calling but also a guy right unfortunately now. correct. We're calling a guy right now who is ten and zero in the UFC. Who nobody knows who this guy is. This guy is a badass. When I tell you, like I saw him fight in Russia, he whooped a guy that was also I think undefeated. This guy was looked like they built him in a lab, and this guy just came and beat the shit out of him. Wow. And he's from Iowa. He he was a, took second in his third in the state of Iowa high school. Wrestles two times. If he's now. from Iowa and he wins in Russia, that's just dangerous. Two time national champion. He's risking his family's life for that victory. I mean, this dude. But I think he. <laughs> I think he's leaving the UFC because he couldn't come to a financial agreement with them. Well, they, well, we, this is a very common refrain at this point. But it, it would be if they lose him, it's not good. It's no bueno because this dude is legitimately good. Jordan. Hello. Hey, Jordan. Uh, Jordan Johnson, this is Adam Hunter and Greg Wilson. You're the MA Roasted Podcast. Hey, brother. Oh, what's up, guys? What's up, man? Hey, I got. I, had, I thought I had a little bit longer before this phone call. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, I, I was saying, man, <laughs> were you I, in mid jerk or something? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to disclose what I was doing. <laughs> he was in mid-jerk. Me too. I knew it. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Exactly. It happens now, all the time. Now I got to say, Jordan, there are a couple guys when I saw them fight. I'm like, this guy is going to be a champion one day, right? Uh, I was right with Darian Caldwell. First time I saw him, well, I knew him from wrestling, and I saw him fight. Uh, first time I saw Chris Weidman when he beat, um, he beat somebody, like, not, like way before. Uh, and I'm like, this dude's going to be the champion. And I got to say with you, uh, Tatiana Suarez, another girl, I'm like, one day, this girl's got it. I think you got it, bro. Holy shit. Uh, I think you have that it factor. Uh, I think you're going to be the world champion one day. Awesome, I think so too. Uh, <laughs> I, I got. I mean, you went to you went to Russia. Uh, you beat Adam Yanlev. They, they, this guy looked like he was in like a, a, they built him in a lab. This guy was buff, huge, and I think they put you out there to lose, right? This guy was just knocking people out, and you whooped that guy's ass. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, the uh, they made me an offer for my next contract and I said no to it and I don't think they're going to do me any favors. So, so are you done I mean, with the UFC? Fuck it. When whooped his ass. So now are you, now you did whoop that guy's ass. I think they brought you in to lose. You came out there and please destroyed this guy who everyone was saying how great this guy was in Russia. It was like Rocky four when, right. when Rocky went over there, and just, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't even close. It was like, he just, I mean, the guy didn't win a second of it. Now, are you leaving the UFC? More than likely. Um, you know, before the before the fight, they made an offer, and I, you know, I had my number and I gave it to him. And the 
were not going to give me that amount. So I figured I would, I would hold out and I wouldn't sign and I'd go, you know, put on a good performance and talk about that number again. And I wasn't, you know, budging or changing my number and they weren't going to give it to me. So, I mean, I still haven't gotten my, you know, they have uh, the rights to me, I guess, you know, there's like a 90 day period. So I'm technically still under contract, even though I thought out my contract, but I'm going to go hear what everyone else is offering me. So now, how far was how far away was your number from their number? Very, very far away. Ooh. Uh, now, because I was going to say, like that was the first time I heard of you. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy, Jordan Johnson? And I, and then I looked you up, and I'm like, oh, he's undefeated. You were a state champ in high school. You were uh, you were Illinois state champ as a junior, and then you came in third in Iowa. Now, was that hard? Was there a chip on you? Was that, that must have been tough, right? Because you were like the Illinois chase camp coming in, and then you took third. Was that, was that rough? Dude, it was rough. I mean, I haven't, you know, that was my fucking sob story for a long time. So that's nice that we get to revisit that. I kind of forgot about it. Oh, sorry, but, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> Bring that up, Adam. Good work. I lost some dude in the, I just had, a, you know, had a bad match, lost in the semis, and then I ended up majoring the guy at Team State the following weekend. Ugh. And, you know, I beat the champ multiple times, I think three or four times during the this season. He was on the other side of the bracket. He won it. But, uh, yeah, that sucked. Was there, now, was there a, uh, a target on your back because you were the Illinois State champion? People from Iowa thought they had something to prove? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone felt like they had something to prove when they wrestled me. But, uh, but then, then you went to Iowa. You wrestled, did you wrestle under Gable or was it Tom Brands? Who was the coach when you were there? Uh, it was Tom. So I was actually in Tom's first recruiting class. Wow. Now, what was that? Can I, I remember going to Iowa wrestling camp when I was 15 years old. I got the shit beaten out of me for two straight weeks. And the Brands brothers were like, they were like gods over there. Uh, and then if, you don't, if you're listening to this first time, so Dan Gable left the program. He wanted like the most winningest coach ever in the history of Iowa. And then Brands took over and they were still really good, right? But it was kind of different. Yeah, no, they were, I mean, while I was there, we won three national titles. So, I mean, Tom was you know, a good coach, but I mean, he also, for being honest, he had two recruiting classes because he also brought in all the guys from, I mean, he had like two, basically two division one programs because he brought over all the guys from VTech. So, I mean, he got, you know, basically two programs under one roof. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, he's the man. That guy loves, he's very passionate about the sport of wrestling and if you're passionate about the sport of wrestling and you're a wrestling winner, you can be very successful. Now, how did you do in college? Now, I know you won the nationals in freestyle twice. How did you do the in um, folk style? I spent most of my time as a backup. I was wrestling heavyweight, and I was behind Dan Erickson, who was a two-time All-American. So when I got in the lineup, I had some pretty good moments. But, um, you know, I wasn't in the lineup too often, so... Now, was that hard knowing that you could have went somewhere else and started for them? Well, I actually, I, I left my senior year and I wrestled at GCU, which is what brought me down to Southwest. So, and I went and started at GCU as a national qualifier in place. Um, but it was fun. I could actually go wrestle full season and you know, be a starter. Nice. So, so when did you start your MMA training? I started training MMA in 2000. In 13, so I actually 2012 because I I finished school and I was I was working I was actually working in the mines out here in Arizona and uh, like Baghdad Arizona and Sarita Arizona 
and uh, I was kind of starting to get into some do some jiu-jitsu over at the lab and uh, the MMA lab, and I was going over there. I was wrestling with those guys, you know, trying to stay active, and um, I started doing some grappling tournaments. And I started beating some pretty big names in jiu-jitsu and grappling, and then I got real close. You know, John Crouch's coach over at the lab, and me and him got real close, and we decided to pursue a career in this. And I got you know real serious about it. Started training full time, and you know. I mean, Crouch must have loved you. You're this heavyweight guy from Iowa, two-time national champion. I mean, he must have he must have started drooling when you walked in that gym. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a you know ton of studs there, so I don't think he's too excited. But uh, <laughs> we got uh, we got along really well. I love John Crouch. I talk, you know, I think he's one of the greatest coaches in MMA. So, um, so I you know I really I owe a lot to that guy because he really did. He got behind me. He really bleeds. Uh, I think he's going to be great in the sport. Got me to believe it. And so. Right. Awesome gym, awesome guy. So now here you are. Okay, you're undefeated. You're 10-0. You're whooping everyone's ass. I mean, you really are. I mean, what? You have how many? You went from heavyweight to, uh, by the way, how hard is that cut? Because I know that most of your fights were initially were at heavyweight. Yeah, so I had, I had three. I did my amateur career at heavyweight just because it was you know kind of one of those things where, you know, the amateur competition, you're not – if you, you know if you're a division one wrestler, you're a good athlete. Like it's it's going to be pretty hard to find someone to um, kind of test you. And so it, it just didn't make a lot of sense to be cutting weights. So me and Crouch kind of talked about it. It was like you know we'll fight it, fight a heavyweight because you know you take short fights and short notice fights, and you just you just take fight whenever you can get fights. So I was like I was kind of heavyweight, so I, I did my amateur career at heavyweight, and then we decided when I went pro, I was going to fight at 205. And we always kind of do. Um, you know, I've been talking about going to 85 for a while, but I mean, I was, you know, beating everyone's ass. Like, so there really wasn't a point to go down. And then, you know, it was. Now, could you make 85? Kinda, it kind of turned into the time to make the, make the cut. So. Now, the, I, know, I know that the, the uh, PFL has a million-dollar tournament um, where the winner gets a million dollars. Have you thought about going there? Absolutely. Um you know, I'm going to hear everybody's offers, and that is definitely an option. So I know the, you know, the season's going on right now, so it would be a while before I'd actually be able to compete for them. But if we could work out a deal, that made sense to not compete until the, you know, next season started, then I would be more than happy to go there. I mean, you seem pretty angry. Uh, is, everything, <laughs> is everything all right? You seem kind of pissed. Oh, no, I am. Uh, I don't know if you watched my post-fight interviews. I went in kind of preface it with, like, I'm going to be happy. I'm not pissed off. I know a lot of you guys think I'm pissed off, but it's just, <laughs> it's just my character. That's just you. Got it. Okay. Now, where did you think of the whole Khabib Connor thing? Oh, man, it's crazy. I, uh, I mean, I don't even know which part you want to talk about. Just uh, uh, the, fight the fight itself, aftermath. any of it. Talk to us. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, I can't think, like, you can't think it's, like, too wild what happened. You know, it's, the UFC definitely created it. Like, there were felony assaults going on, and they cut the promos with the footage, and, you know, they let, you know, Connor do and say whatever he wanted to, and so, I mean, they built it up to that, and then, you know, I mean, I know that's that's kind of what the sport, and that's a huge part of the sport is being controversial. And, you know, kind of like I, you know, I tweeted some, some stuff, and that's how me and you got linked up, 
you know, some, I cut some people off on Twitter, and here we are. Like, you kind of have to do that. It's, you know, part of the game. But it's like, at the same time, like, I don't know where you draw the line. Like, I read Vitor Belfort, who's someone I'm really close with, made a post, like, the following day about how, like, you know, we do, we want this word professional and not get too out of hand. We, you know, we need to have some clear rules and guidelines as to where that line is because, you know, if that's really, you know, you set the bar now, like, you know, it's going to get that out of line. You know, that's, you know, it's going to have to go bigger for people to, to get more views and get more attention. Like, they're not going to be able to, like, not be, you know, it's going to have to be even more wild. It's like, you know, the next time, so the next guy that comes around that wants to get all these views, like, what's he going to do? You know, how far is he going to push it? Yeah, so yeah. It's like, I mean, you, I mean, you tweeted out that I wonder why Connor got off the juice for this fight. So, I mean, do you know for do you know for a fact that he's on steroids? I mean, is that what, just your thoughts? Is there any kind of proof there? No, I got I fucking I don't know Conor McGregor. I just uh, I just started tweeting stuff to piss people off to get the reaction, like I said, which led me to being on this podcast. So. <laughs> Oh, you know. yeah. well, there you go. He makes All a right. point. Listen, he makes a point. But now, but now, but you do think it's bullshit that Khabib hasn't gotten paid yet, right? Yeah, it is bullshit. Like, I mean, but I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. I don't know. You, you know, if you actually if you don't get paid, it's not gonna affect me. So whatever. But you should get paid. But then you also tweeted out, "Why are the Irish such a little bitches?" And the Irish can suck it properly. Uh, is it, do you not like the Irish? No, I'm uh, a. <laughs> actually, so if you look at my Instagram, I posted a video where I poured up the proper twelve and same thing, just to get a reaction out of people. And I mean, Connor's fanboys are just so sensitive that I just had to keep running with it. And then after I made my, they could suck it properly. I uh, just kept running with it because they were just <laughs> so triggered. Got okay. So you're not. You actually don't. You don't not like the Irish. He was just trying to fuck with people. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually, I'm like the Clayton Bigsby of, uh, of the Irish. I did my 23 of me, and so I, someone actually inboxed me and told me I was racist. I was actually thinking about doing a little post about my, I'm the Clayton Bigsby of the, uh, the Irish. <laughs> well, there you go. Now, um, now is, you, is there anybody that you think uh, could actually beat you in uh, the UFC? Uh, what weight class? Uh, 205. No. I mean, how do you think you do against, like, let's say, Chris Weidman or Yoel Romero or uh, um, Kelvin Gastelum or Robert Whitaker? Yeah, I do great. I uh, I do great. I'm training, I mean, I'm training with everybody. I know how good I am, and I'm, you know, I'm as good as you get. And, you know, I even, I've admitted in those post-fight interviews, like, you know, maybe the UFC went a little bit down. Because I did, I came out and I just, you know, I ran through my first guy. And my next two fights were a little lackluster, but I mean, I found out right before the Marcel fight, I found out I was having my first child, and that kind of, you know, put me in a different mindset. I wasn't, you know, was it with your wife or was some random hookup that you had <laughs> with my wife? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was. 100%. Got it. We were not expecting, and it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, that was a huge life change for me, but I still went out there and I still beat that dude's ass. And then, you know, no one really knows this, but my son was born on Tuesday, and I was on Friday to go fight. And it's, I mean, that was the most wow. emotional, like, experience of my life. And yeah. It was, it was, 
not the easiest time to go go fight. But the thing is, I'm so good. I was able to go get in the cage, and I fought a guy coming down from heavyweight, and I'm an 85-pounder, and I hit him, I think, 100 times more than he hit me. You know, like... I mean, yeah, no, look, you got all the skills. I mean, you're obviously, you're a D1, you're a, you know, a state champion wrestler in high school, you're a uh, college, you know, you made it, you made it, you qualified for the nationals in college, you were obviously wrestling Iowa program. What's, what, uh, what uh, belt are you? Uh, let's see, I got my blue belt from John Crouch in 2013, so I'm like the world's most badass blue belt, but I also got a... <laughs> Uh, purple belt rash guard, a purple rash guard from Dean Lister, like, uh, let's see, eight months ago. So, okay, and then who and who are some of these guys that you beat in jujitsu? Oh man, I don't know Brazilians. Nice, uh, but they were big in that. Jujitsu's kind of a joke. Everyone's a world champ, and you know, pain champ, and well, I, well, you're an IBJJ world champion, right? No gi. Yep. Um, Blue belt. I got a uh, a stripe on my blue belt. So I'm actually a one stripe blue belt under John Crouch. He gave me a he gave me a stripe, but I got home from that. Is that because his didn't fit anymore? He kind of gave it to you, or <laughs> no? His, you know, he, I don't train in the gi very often, and I wasn't training the gi very often then. But he's like, well, I, I mean, I got to do something. Right. <laughs> he just won this tournament, so nice. Here's a piece of tape. And then your and then your your boxing's amazing. All right. I mean, you got really good boxing. You knock people out. So Ayana, I think yeah. I mean you got two thousand something Twitter followers. I think that's the, the problem is that people don't know you. I think if you were from another country, uh, you'd have fifty five thousand Twitter followers or a hundred thousand. Because you know, people don't Americans. We don't get behind other Americans until they're like the champion totally. or, or like right there. You don't. Wow. So you, know, you go to yeah. We're all a bunch of haters here. Uh, I wish the culture was a little bit different here. We, you know, the fans really got behind their fighters. So, guys, follow him, Double J MMA, because I'm telling you, I, I watched you fight in Russia, and you beat the living shit out of that guy. And that guy w- was no joke, and he was enormous too. And everyone was like, "Oh, this guy, this guy," and you just took it to him. I mean, you fucking blasted through him. And then, and then I went back and watched some of your other fights, and I'm like, "Holy shit, this guy might be." The most underrated fighter in the world right now. I honestly think that. I honestly believe it. Uh, and I just, I, I, uh, you know, you know, I guess I, find, I feel like I'm finally got a position. I'm back at Power MMA. I got a, uh, you know, great team, great gym. Got a uh, finally, you know, settled in to this new role as being a father, and everything's really in order. And I'm ready to just fuck people up. You need a better nickname though, Double J. Like I think Resting Bitch Face would be good for you. Like because it seems like you have Resting Bitch Face. Resting that's bitch face. That's another thing. That's another problem. The UFC won't give me enough money, and he took my nickname away. What was Jordan Big Swing and Johnson? What was it, Jordan Big Swing Johnson? Big Swing and Johnson. Big Swinging Johnson. <laughs> that's great. What's wrong with Big Swinging Johnson? What they took that away? Really? Yeah. Fortunately, Dan Hardy was throwing it out there for my last fight, so oh, I really appreciate it. Big that. Swinging that is one Johnson. Cool dude, too. That's hilarious. You should just change it to Suck My. Suck my Johnson. <laughs> well, now, now, Greg Wilson is a master of promotion. What would you do if you were this guy? Because he's obviously he's ten and zero. He, this guy, I honestly think that like he might go to Bellator and win the tournament. He might go to PFL in the tournament, and then that'll be good for them because they can lay claim to having the best fighter in the world at that weight class. But if you were him, giving him advice, what, what kind of advice would you give to chase the money? 
Chase the money. He's got a kid. He's got a kid now. He's got to chase the money. And then when he wins those, he'll have a bigger name. And hopefully you don't sign a contract that you won't be able to get out of at some point to go back to the UFC once you can get the number that you want. Yeah. And I, just to be clear, I'm not trying to leave the UFC, but like you said, I mean, I have a family. I have a, I have a baby, and I completely changed changed everything. So yeah. I mean, Oh, Adam it's knows. It's a dangerous sport. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. And, I mean, the UFC is cool and all, but... You know, got to get paid. Yeah, you got to get paid. Yeah, and honestly, like, uh, I, I for real believe in you, man. Well, listen, Big Swing and Johnson, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm a fan for life. Uh, keep it up, man. All right, thanks for having me on. Oh, anytime, man. Take care. All right, that was Big Swing and Johnson. Big Swing and Johnson, that's a good nickname. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, if your last name's Johnson, why not? It's a shame, though, that they're not promoting this dude. Because I think they, I think they have, I think they have a lot of people. They have, they have gold and a lot of people, but it's just like some reason. Like they just ask for some reason. I mean, like they promote the Sage Northcuts, the Paige Van Zandt. Listen, we go through this in comedy. How many guys we know that are incredible comedians that Comedy Central doesn't promote? Me, Netflix, exactly. <laughs> Me, you, we're talking, talking, talking to two of them right now, right? <laughs> Total crushers. Totally at the top of the lineups, everywhere that we go. Nobody wants to follow us. And, uh, no, and then, do they give a fuck about us? Do they give us a shot? No, they give it to some kid who does a, who does a podcast. And what's crazy you know? is that like, I go to Iowa and kill. These are the people that are watching their fucking network. Yeah. People in LA and New York aren't the ones fucking tuning into comedy every night. It's like fucking dude in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to put on this special. You know, so give, I'm the one making them laugh. I know, and yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So too, the, that's what I'm saying. All these industries have this. They all struggle with this. Of the one guy going, no, that guy, and not that guy, uh, and it's like, but he's the fucking great one. He's great at this. Yeah, but you know, this guy's exciting, and he's got so many followers on Twitter. Uh, well, listen, you got to make sure that you protect your nuts. So, a guy that we're talking right now is Craig Diamond from Diamond MMA. Hey, how's it going? It's Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How are you doing, man? Good, nice. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, life is life is good. Just uh, hanging here. I got the brand new baby. She's uh, nine weeks old. And uh, you, Ooh, congrats! Yeah, no, and, and you're on a good show today. We got Jeremy Johnson coming on uh, in a little bit, as well as uh, uh, as well as the Monkey God, Jared Brooks, as well as Ben Askren. So you're in good company. So nice. So, um, how, by the way, thanks for sending me that wait, stuff. Wait, you said, who is, you said, wait, I'm sorry, you said Ben, ben Askren and who? Uh, the monkey god, Jared Brooks. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Could, yeah. Couldn't hear you. Yeah, yeah. So, by the way, thank you for sending me that, that, uh, that stuff. Uh, it works really good. I've, I've actually been uh, using it uh, to work out in, and uh, it looks, it's really good. Good, no problem. Yeah, I just, I've been a fan of yours. I wanted to support you, and uh, I appreciate you for having me on. Um you know, um, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Ben Askren was one of the first guys uh, um, we kind of sponsored too, and he wore he's wore our cup through his whole career. He's in you know Milwaukee, which is not far from uh, where I'm out of Chicago, so we're, we're, I go up there all the time. Now, now, how did you go from being a t-shirt company to the most trusted growing protection product at MMA? It's kind of interesting. I mean. When I first got into the sport, I mean, I used to watch the old tapes in college, like like everybody, and, and uh, got back on TV. And all these T-shirt designs, even from Tap Out to some of these other guys, it's just kind of cheesy and not my style. And I wanted to make uh, a shirt that could represent the sport, but also not have flaming skulls and eagles and all sorts of weird things on them. And I kind of created a classic brand 
and, uh, and design. And then we started making fight shorts. We thought we could make some really cool fight shorts. And while showing the fight shorts to a bunch of fighters from, um, from Rufus Sport and from AKA, they said, hey, we don't need fight shorts. We need a good cop. So we started, kind of scrapped everything and started listening to the fighters and them telling us what they liked and didn't like about their cups. And we started designing uh, a, a, the world's first non-shift cup that's comfortable and, and protective. So, uh, But how do you do that? Do you have, I mean, do you have to go and, like, do you have a guy, like, do people test it out? I mean, you go from a T-shirt company, do you have, like, a, a lab somewhere and have to find people who make cups? And, and then, like, that's, is that what happened? Great question. Great question. So what I, I obviously skipped over a little bit and I've been doing this almost 10 years. So there's been a lot of um, steps along the way, but I um, was looking for a designer and actually a childhood friend of mine that's a part of Diamond MMA as well um, was working at the time with a Purdue wrestler who named Alex Coriano, who actually trains um, at, with Gil Melendez in the scrap pack and Jake Shields and all those guys. And he happens to be an industrial designer. So, and with the love of MMA and wrestling and design, uh, I would flew out to San Francisco and we would, you know, spend nights designing and prototyping and cutting up yoga mats and trying to just figure out a cup that would be good enough to take a kick from a UFC fighter and keep fighting. Now, how do you test that? Um, Do you actually have somebody wear it whilst people kick the guy in the groin? Yeah, you're talking to him. I'm not, I'm not only the hair club president, I'm also a client. Really? Uh, you're maybe, you're, you, know, you have to be a little bit older for that Cy Sperling reference, no, but know, no, I'm the guy that this. tested it. Wow. So you guys have um, somebody come and just kick you in the balls as hard as they can over and over again until it, it, it like stops hurting? Basically, we came up with a series of prototypes and we, we, we tried them on. We, we had our, and it's not just the cup, it's the actual shorts and the jock straps that all hold it in place, so it's everything. And when we got to as close as we thought we can get to, to being ready to, to test it, I, I put it on. I went to actually Team Curran's, Jeff Curran's gym, um, and I had a guy kick me. And it, that was the time when it worked. And I said, wow, like, wow. you know, you, you felt a little pressure, but no injuries. And then we just kept refining it over the years. And as long as you're wearing the proper size and, you know, everything's inside the cup, you can take a kick and keep fighting. So, now, 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 Joe Rogan's always talking about the, uh, the uh, Thai steel cup. Do you guys do that too or no? No, so we, we, we kind of use the Thai steel cup as an inspiration. You basically have the shoestrings that go around your legs and then a shoestring uh, up your ass crack. And we basically just you know, improve that design. That, that shoestring from a Thai cup that would go up your crack that's what's kind of holding that cup in place and against your body, but it's not comfortable. It's hard to put on. So we kind of just uh, improved on that and, and built our strap system into compression shorts. And um, Rogan saw our videos of me getting kicked in the nuts with our cup, of course, and messaged us. This is about six years ago and said, Hey, and at the time there was a big problem in the UFC guys would get kicked uh, in the groin and then they'd go down and the action would stop. So um, Joe kind of knew we were trying to solve this problem. And we had, I remember I overnighted him a, a system and it was like $90. And I thought that was so much money to send it to Joe Rogan. And but I sent it, I didn't hear anything back. And then I found out he tried it and loved it. And on one of the broadcasts, he actually talked about it wow. um, during an actual groin shot timeout. And then our website crashed. 
and we kind of got known to the world and Wow. Yeah, and we've been here ever since. Now, a lot of people, there's a big debate on whether or not people should wear cuffs during jiu-jitsu because sometimes people don't like it because, oh, well, people don't like to go against guys that wear them because they get an extra arch on the uh, on the arm bar, you know, like an extra torque. Yep. Um, how, yep. Now, do you recommend wearing it during jiu-jitsu or no? I do. I'm personally, I'm a, I'm a jiu-jitsu blue belt. Um, I, I, I train at, uh, shout out to New Breed in uh, Niles under Mark Vivas. And I would say at our gym, 40 to 50% of the guys wear cups, maybe a little bit less. Uh, I personally would say absolutely wear a cup. And, and it's got to be a comfortable cup. If you're wearing a cup that's not going to be tight and stay against the body, and, and it, then it's, it's going to be more of a danger to you. If you're wearing a cup that you're going to put on and you forget that it's even there, then you're going to definitely protect yourself against uh, anybody that's you know spazzing on you and and tries to pass your guard and maybe puts a knee to your groin. Um, you know, there's been a lot of bad injuries, and uh, I recommend wearing a cup. It's I don't think, but again, not not all jujitsu guys do, but our, we're trying to change that. And then some guys take the five minutes when they get hit in the, in the groin. Others don't. And then sometimes I remember Dan Hardy saying it's not actually the kick to the groin. It's it's the fact that they moved it around, and then it like wears up against your one testicle kind of a thing. But your cup totally takes care of that, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we have a four-strap jock. So it's two traditional uh, straps for your legs and then two straps kind of simulating, simulating that Thai uh, Muay Thai cup strap. That all built into compression shorts and a cup that's deep enough to hold all your family jewels inside, uh, you know, and with a drawstring on the waist, it's going to be locked down and you're not going to have that issue um, with our cup. We offer a lifetime warranty on the cup. If we're ever to crack or break, we, we send you a new one. And, um, you know, that's what we've been doing. I, I spent a lot of time and money and I started this business basically out of my car, but um, more and more people realize it's an important piece of equipment that you need. It's worth, worth the investment. Now, do girls wear cups or should they? We've got a little research on that and, not many do, although there are female groin protectors. So I should probably know more about the subject, but I just really don't. Um, it's not, I don't believe the commissions make or enforce the female fighters to wear anything for their fights, but we are working on um, uh, a bra eventually. So yeah. uh, we might be uh, releasing some prototypes soon Good, for a really, a really problem. nice. Some girls, like I know there was a, a, a nip slip a couple of years ago with a girl and some girls, oh, yeah. they kind of wear too many, they, they, it's just, that could be a big problem with the females. So that's I'm good that you're working on that. Yeah, so what what do you have coming up? I mean, you've, you've perfected the cup, so what's new uh, for you? What's, what's, what's the next big venture? I mean, the next adventure is just spreading the awareness of, uh, about it and getting more people to wear the existing products. But we just came out with a really cool product called the Compression Brief. So that's for anything that doesn't re require cups. So if you're a jiu-jitsu guy and you just will not wear a cup, you don't like them, and you, you refuse. This is a pair of compression shorts that's real lightweight, almost just like a nice pair of underwear, with a built-in pair of underwear on the inside. So it's a double-layered um, compression short, which will keep all your, you know, your, all your stuff and your junk from moving around and be supportive, but there's no cup, there's no straps, it's just um, something to wear under your gi or your, or your shorts or for running. And um, 
Yeah, we're selling those now too. That's called the compression brief. So and we're, we just want to be the best in the world at, at, at protecting that one region in that area for now. And that's, that's yes. what we're focused on. Now, the people send you pictures from some like, hey, this is what happened. I got kicked in the balls. It's the worst case scenario. Have you, have you seen any of those? I've seen some unbelievably disturbing pictures of groin injuries. And I mean, the UFC fighter, Devin Powell, had a big issue with um, in surgery. And we've been talking to him. And yeah, we, we, we've, we've seen a lot. And even guys that are uh, testicular cancer survivors that have only one nut left. And they got to protect that one that they got. Right. And I've had guys just that will wear jock straps five days a week just to give some extra support. And aren't even playing sports, so there's a lot of usage for what we're doing and uh, different applications. But um, perfect. So where can people? Uh, you know, if I wanna, uh, I, I train jiu-jitsu, I train Muay Thai. Where can I get this stuff? DiamondMMA.com. Um, just Diamond and MMA.com. I mean, we, we're selling on Amazon. We're selling all over. Um, we're still a small company. If you call the number on the website, I'm gonna pick up the phone. If you have any questions on sizing, if you're just not sure, you know, let us know. And if, if you were to get our product and it just doesn't work for you, we give you a full refund even after your sweaty balls are in them, believe it or not. Now, are there, uh, now, are so, there some guys that don't fit into it? Like I would think of a guy like Czech Congo or like the Black Beast. Do you have to make special cups for these guys? We, we've had uh, we've had some requests, and we actually are working on that, I guess, that double extra large uh, cup size. There's not there's – not, too many of those uh, lucky men out there, but I guess um, there is a need for it. So yeah, in the future we're going to have another size up, oh, and especially for you, Adam. Thank we're going to get you. Of course, I know you of need course. One too. Absolutely. Well, thank you, man. It was a pleasure having you. Uh, you, you were doing the uh, the, the uh, Lord's work. Uh, you were you were saving people's balls, and uh, and thanks a lot, man. I, I totally appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was, me too. It was great talking to you. Anytime. Take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, thank you, Craig. So, uh, what, do, what, do, what do you got coming up? Uh, you know, I'm here in town right now, and so I'm here like until December. Uh, this Thursday at the Ha Ha, Friday at the new Echoes uh, there on Pico, and then Saturday I'm supposed to be back at the Ha Ha, but if we're going to go to PFL, maybe we can go there first because I'm not at the Ha until like 11 o'clock oh, so, nice. or 1045, so maybe we can well, catch most of oh, those no, fights. I, I, I can't go, but I get tickets. Oh, that's right. You're right on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it depends. It depends on what time their card starts, you know. But at Long Beach, it's a little tougher. It starts early because they fight twice in one night. The winners fight twice in one night. Oh, shit. Yeah, which is cool. You get to so they got to go on to the next round and fight yeah, again. Yeah, PFL, the, people, the fighters fight in the cage twice, not, yeah. just, not just out of the cage. So, yeah, man, give me those tickets. I'll go see that. They're, they're not fighting audience members. They're fighting yeah. other fighters <laughs> in the cage. Yeah, Khabib did that, but they didn't get paid any extra for it. No, he got, he got his purse held. <laughs> we, yeah. So, uh, th- by the way, so this Thursday night, actually this Friday night, I'm in with Jeremy Piven in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Saturday night, I am in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, and then Sunday night in Omaha, Nebraska, and then at the Funny Bone, Monday night with Piven at the Kansas City Improv, Kansas City, and the uh, 27th, 28th, Miami, Oklahoma, and at the end of the year, I am at the Stratosphere, uh, that whole New Year's week in Las Vegas. Also, people, if you go on Amazon.com, if you order off Amazon, go to AdamHunter.com first, then order whatever you want on Amazon.com. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, Greg, any shows you want to promote? I, I just said, um, uh, anything else you want to promote? Uh, oh, and also my podcast, Fantasy Football Harsh Reality. Uh, if you're a fantasy football fan, be sure and check that out. It's twice a week on SoundCloud. Just search Fantasy Football Harsh Reality. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Don't
Sons to hook chum dorpo tlan Tavas to tan dorpo tamoro tlan